Despite recent setbacks, allies of former Michigan GOP chairwoman Christina Caramo persist in their battle for control over the party. This dispute, now spanning six months, has generated attention and raised concerns with GOP ranks. And as the party prepares to convene in Grand Rapids for a crucial gathering on Saturday where delegates for the national convention will be allocated, tensions are are palpable. Let's uh, get more now from Craig Mogger. He's state government and politics reporter for the Detroit News, joins us on the JR Morning Live line. Craig, good morning. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's like, can we all just get along? I mean, this is like, <laughs> you know, uh, you got the setbacks from the court rulings. You got the loss of uh, the endorsement from Donald Trump and the opposition from the RNC. Why are these allies from Christina Caramo still trying to push for control over the party? You know, it's a wonderful question. They have a presidential election now that's nine months away, and Michigan could be one of the states to decide whether a Republican or a Democrat holds the White House. And the supporters of Christina Caramo, who have suffered all of these losses, uh, these losses that have said, you guys are not in charge of the Michigan Republican Party any longer. Despite all of that, they're continuing to press on because it appears the most important thing to them at this moment is winning back control of the party. And and they're taking steps to try to do that. It looks like as of this hour, they're going to try to hold a competing presidential caucus, which is astounding. It also looks like they're still controlling the party's website, even though they're not supposed to be yes. in charge of the party under a judge's <laughs> order. Right. I mean, that's where we are right now. So, you know, regarding the allocation of national convention delegates, I mean, how is that going to work? It's not going to work out well for them because Pete Hoekstra's caucus is the one that's been recognized by a judge uh, by the Republican National Committee. So his, the people that show up in Grand Rapids for his event are going to decide how to allocate 39 delegates to the RNC. This is a big deal. Tuesday's presidential primary got all of the headlines. That decided how 16 delegates were going to be allocated. 39 will be allocated on Saturday in Grand Rapids. Then you're going to have some members of the Republican Party show up for this alternative event that Christina Caramo appears to be still planning for Detroit. They apparently paid to reserve this space in Huntington Place. It's a little bit unclear whether that reservation is still there, given Mm -hmm. the fact that a judge said you can't spend money uh, from the Republican Party after January 6th. But they're going to apparently show up. What they're going to do, how they're going to try to do it, I don't know. It's also possible that some of them show up in Grand Rapids and try to disrupt that event. It's going to be an interesting weekend. Well, and that's, I mean, it's kind of, I I know you and others have been hard at work trying to talk to the folks in Huntington in the convention booking office there to determine whether or not that is still there. But, yeah, it begs the question, who holds the checkbook? It's Pete Oakstra. Supposedly, but she's still sp- yeah. she's still spending money in the name of the party if she's booked that room. And that's that's kind of a question. Uh, there is some indication that Pete Hoekstra might have reached out to Huntington Place and said, hey, any money that they spent with you after January 6th, they are not legally able to do. So we want to cancel this reservation. I have not got a clear answer from Huntington Place or from Hoekstra's team about exactly what happened with that, if that has occurred. But we saw yesterday, early evening, supporters of Karamo online saying we're having this event at Huntington Place. If you pull up the party's website, it's still listed there with a countdown clock to show up at Huntington Place. Yeah. There are 
delegate tour saying they're going to go there. So something's going to happen, it appears. What that is, I, I don't know. There's this guy named Owen that I know you and some of our other <laughs> colleagues are, are having kind of a back and forth with. But he, he tried to say online, and I, I know he claims to be a grassroots activist. He may or may not be Christina Caramo's communications director of the moment. But he claims that the judge has no jurisdiction over them. It's a quite an interpretation of the law. He is, a, and this is what I've heard from other supporters of Karamo. They're drawing this distinction. The judge said Christina Karamo is no longer chair, and she has to stop acting like she's chair. They're arguing that that doesn't impact all of Karamo's allies who are in these leadership positions within the party. The party's treasurer is a Karamo ally, the person who writes the check, the party's secretary, the person who runs these meetings often. Those are two individuals who support Christina Caramo and apparently still hold their positions. And I'm going to guess, and I'm going to bet that they're going to show up at the Saturday convention in Detroit and say, hey, we're the ones that are in charge of doing these things, and we're going to do it at Caramo's meeting. Will law, will law enforcement have to get involved since there are court orders and, you know, and, yeah. and the judge says, you know, you have to abide by my order? Will law enforcement have to become involved? It would have to be, uh, you know, someone would have to file something, I would think, with the judge and say, hey, she's violating your order. And then the judge would have to take an action in response to that and say, hey, we got to shut this down if that were going to happen. I haven't seen any sign of this yet. Christina seems to be walking a very uh, thin line. She is not claiming that she's the chair. You don't see her posting on social media about the event in Detroit right now. So, I mean, they're trying to kind of separate these two things. So I don't, I don't know how a judge could say, you're expressly violating the order because it's all these other people doing it. So it's 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 yeah. uh, it's really strange. Unless well, he, unless the, he just tries, unless he expands that order. Yes, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. And there was some wording in the original order that said, you know, you and people under you cannot act like you are chair. So the question, and and this is what the opponents of Christina's lawyers have said. You know, these other people in holding this separate convention, they're acting as Christina is the chair because she is the only person that could call this meeting. She's the person that could run the meeting. So how can you have a separate meeting if Christina is not involved? And it's a, it's a question that I, I, I've not heard an answer from Karamo's team. Well, we know the day will bring more developments and uh, we'll be yes. watching them under your your byline. Got to ask you a, a story on a different matter. And, and I assume that you have uh, been looking at this and that is. Um, with, with the change in leadership at the RNC, uh, Ronald Romney McDaniel out, um, uh, others in, including uh, President Trump's, former President Trump's uh, daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, there's a question about whether or not the RNC could use its funding to pay his legal fees or perhaps yeah. even his legal judgments. Nikki Haley coming out strongly yesterday saying, we need a vote on a resolution uh, that was came out of Mississippi saying, hey, we need to make sure that every dollar we raise goes to beating Democrats, not paying someone's legal bills. Yeah, and I think that's really the crux of what's happening with kind of this dispute about the future of the RNC right now. It appears that the RNC is getting as close as possible to Donald Trump right now because he is the likely GOP nominee. Is he the nominee as of this moment? No. Will he likely be the nominee? Yes. So they've got this question they've got to answer of how close do they get with Donald Trump at this moment? And then that secondary question, I mean, I, I can't answer it for him. They've got to answer. Are they willing to pay, you know, use hard dollars that they raise 
from donors who wanted to help Republicans to pay these legal expenses of the former president. And then how does that affect the donors who are writing the checks? Are they going to still want to give to the RNC when their money is not going to win these races across the country, but going to pay legal expenses? It, it, that's a tough one for the RNC, I'd say. Yeah. Um, what do you make? No label says it will make a decision next week whether to back a unity ticket. Um, what do you think will come of that? Some of their likeliest candidates have said no thanks. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't know what no labels is ultimately going to decide. I, I think there's a real possibility that you're going to see third party candidates, whether it's no labels, the Libertarian Party or something else, you know, that are going to play a major role in this election. I mean, a, as things stand at this moment right now, this is an election in Michigan specifically that could be decided by one or two percentage points. Could third party candidates get one or two percentage points, the, you know, the deciding votes in this election? Very possibly. That was the story, I think, coming out of Tuesday's primary. There are a lot of people in this state on both sides of the aisle, on all sides of the political spectrum, that don't want to cast a ballot for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Are they going to be forced to pick between the two, or are they going to be able to take a third option that has no chance of winning but will make them feel better about their vote? That could decide this election in a lot of ways. Forcing them to pick between Trump and Biden effectively you know, that's a lot of votes that will then be divvied up among the two instead of been going to a third option. Donald Trump's probably going to be around 47 percent to 48 percent in this election. If you talk to all the pundits, that's where he hangs. You know, where does Joe Biden end up? Does he have 47 below Trump or does he get 50 percent above Trump? That could be determined by these third party candidates. It's very important to watch that. Well, and not to mention the the turnout that may be depressed by people that are outraged and concerned about what's happening in Gaza. Um, There are so many external influences here. Craig Mugger, have a great weekend. Uh, We've got Autorama and something that may be just as dramatic at Huntington Place (laughs) this weekend. Thank you all for having me. All right. Take care. And coming up, a woman missing since 2017, back with her family following a tip to MSP. We'll talk to the lieutenant from Michigan State Police after this.